Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Good morning, Coastal Mississippi. Welcome to Coast View, the show that continues to celebrate the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi a better place to live, work, and play. Today, we've got a great show. We have Captain William Whitmire, who's the commanding officer from the Naval Construction Battalion Center. And we have uh, Todd Trenchard in the second half of the show, who's, gonna, who's going to uh, share with us the latest at the Baco McCarty Foundation. So, Captain, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic. It's great to have you back. Um, your Coast View session was a really popular session. I enjoyed it. We had a, an extended Coast View session where we talked about your, your life, your travels around the world, your extended time at Camp David, uh, your your move to buy a house at Wool Wool Market, and uh, but it was a it was a terrific visit. I really enjoyed one of my favorite, to be honest with you. Well, I appreciate it. it. Was fun for us too. Well, you joked on the conversation actually that you um, you had a great radio face, <laughs> right? And I I true. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that uh, the, the show was going to be popular. You had over 1,300 views, so people obviously loved hearing your story. That's for sure. <laughs> well, good, good. So, you know, one of, the, one of the things that we talked about in our last visit was this is your second assignment here in Gulfport. And right. uh, as, as I mentioned, you bought a house in, in Wool Market, and you said that that neighborhood reminded you of growing up in South Carolina and neighbors helping neighbors and the friendships and whatever. But this this is a really special place, isn't it? Oh, very much. Yeah, we, we As a matter of fact, we just moved back um, about a week and a half ago, and uh, uh, the plan was to have the movers come and move it all from Gulfport up to there and, and – uh, that was supposed to be, uh, they give us 18,000 pounds. And I, they said, well, do you want to move some of your own stuff? And I said, yeah, sure. I'm going to, well, just incidentals and stuff. And uh, they said, how much weight are you going to move? I said about 5,000 pounds. At the end of the day, it was 23 weight tickets and 15,000 pounds. We ended up moving ourselves. And wow. Moved out. So well, I'm so still from that you accumulated move. a bunch of stuff over the years. Yeah, too much, too much. <laughs> One of the benefits of moving in the military is it makes you get rid of stuff, but the last move tends to be the most stuff. Wow, that's that's incredible. Hey, listen, I had four governors on the show last week. I had Musgrove, Mabus, Barber, and Bryant all at the same time. It was just a fascinating conversation. Really, really terrific conversation. But during the during the discussion, I asked them to describe to me the heart of Mississippians. Man, was that awesome to hear from their perspective, their love of the state and what they miss most about you know their, their jobs. In most cases, almost to a man, actually, was the ability to travel across the state and connect with people and see why this is such a special place. And I, I talk about it on my show all the time, that, that our competitive advantage in coastal Mississippi, it's the people. And when, when people are like tr- trying to find, you know, in this pandemic environment, a safe place to visit – you know, I, it's our competitive advantage. The, the pe- people are going to come visit us. They're going to love this place. They're going to see that we get it as it relates to creating a safe visit for them. And frankly, people are looking to get away. I mean, they, there's so much complexity in the world today. They need a break. This is this is a really great place to visit. And I talk about that all the time. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that you and I talked about in our extended session was that 
the CBs are stationed, literally your, your team is stationed around the world. It's the only engineering unit that can go anywhere and build anything. How's it going these days? Uh, well, you know, coronavirus is on on the world's mind right now, and, and that's uh, certainly having an effect on the Department of Defense. Uh, so uh, most recently, you know, early on in the coronavirus pandemic, uh, Department of Defense put out a travel stop movement for, uh, for all the Department of Defense. And really, if you wanted to go anywhere, um, if you needed to go anywhere, including deployers, uh, there was a whole waiver process, and, and it was really kind of locked down. Recently, in the last week or so, uh, DOD's put out uh, some modifications to that policy, which will allow movement uh, with uh, that's more conditions-based. And so there's an analysis database and process for you looking at the destination and the origination of, of where you're either deploying to or traveling to. And, you know, it runs it through all the public health data and everything. And if basically if you're going from green to green, you're good. Uh, but if it's anything from, uh, you know, other than that, red to red or, or green to red, uh, there's going to be some travel, uh, what we call restriction of movement, quarantine requirements, either going there or coming home. And so it's making movements pretty challenging, particularly for units that are deploying to, um, in our case, Europe and Africa and Southwest Asia. Um, so we're stepping through that. It's, it's, uh, it's challenging for the entire department, but, uh, but, but they're making it work. Is Spain still the staging area? It is. That's the main body site. And then from that point, they deploy down to Africa and over to Southwest Asia and throughout Europe, uh, participating in training exercises with our allied partners. That's incredible. What's, what's important to note here, while, while you guys have learned to adjust the way you do business and you're being more careful and you have quarantines, and, but life goes on for CBs. There's stuff to build. And the demand, I'm sure, just continues to go up, I, I would assume. Yeah, CBs have been in um, in great demand. Certainly for my entire time in in the in the Navy, um, we we've taken about a forty two percent cut about ten years ago. Um, a lot of that is to try and uh, pay for the bill of building new ships and subs and aircraft. But uh, but the demand has not gone down. Uh, whether it's theater security cooperation, it's joint and joint uh, and interagency partnership uh, building or, uh, you know, major combat operations uh, like it was during the war years, uh, the combatant commanders ask, typically will ask for CBs first because we're so versatile. Well, you know, when we talked, I mean, we talked about the deployments around the world. And the, the other point that I think helps coastal Mississippians understand better is when you talk about, when we talk about the CB base, we think of a single place. But when, when we talk about the construction naval battalion group, the footprint is wide, you know, from almost from state line to state line here in coastal Mississippi. Tell people about the, the footprint of, of your operation. Yeah, so uh, particularly for the locals here in, in the Gulfport area, they think, you know, NCBC Gulfport equals the CB base, which is only 1,200 acres. But uh, the reality is we have we have 12 to 1,500 sailors right now. It's even more that are at Pascagoula. Uh, that are doing uh, uh, building ships. So there's uh, four to six ships under construction at any one time. Uh, Two-thirds of the fleet that's afloat today was built in Pascagoula. Uh, so you have sailors that are that are uh, that are joining the ships as they're under construction and sailing away there. And then down at Stennis Space Center, we have 
the uh, kind of the center of the Navy, as I call it, for weather forecasting and oceanographic operations is based at Stennis Space Center. Um, all the fleet weather forecasting for the world is headquartered out of Stennis with some uh, weather centers in Norfolk and, and San Diego. Um, and then you also have a naval special warfare presence down there with Jungle Riverine uh, training that takes place. And so we're spread from Pascagoula all the way over to Stennis uh, on the coast, and we provide support to all of those sailors ashore. Wow, that is really incredible. So, you know, this large presence in coastal Mississippi, you know, from state line to state line and then and then around the world. It's it's amazing the role that you guys play. Hey, you know, last time we talked, we talked about the installation commander's council. What's the latest there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, so, first of all, tell it what tell us tell the audience what it is first. Yeah. So um, a little background. Um, it was a couple of years ago now, uh, May of 2018, uh, when some installation commanders on the coast uh, got together um, and uh, and just spent some time comparing notes. Uh, that included Camp Shelby, Keesler, uh, the Air National Guard base up the road, and uh, and and just comparing and sharing. Uh, a lot of goodness came out of that to the extent where we said, hey, you know, we should maybe consider doing what other states are doing and let's get all the military uh, community together in some kind of a forum where we can talk about what's affecting us um, and then and then ha have kind of a deliberate dialogue with the state. And uh, so we asked the governor if he would be willing to to meet with the uh, all the installation commanders, we called it the Installation Commanders Council, a couple of times a year, uh, just so we could help educate and inform the state of Mississippi on issues that were affecting the military community and our missions. Uh, Governor Bryant jumped at the opportunity. Governor Reeves has been very, uh, very keen and and participating in it with the Installation Commanders Council. But we've been able to do uh, some some really key things that have not. Uh, moved as quickly in the past because we don't have a forum like that. Uh, the good news today, uh, fast forwarding after two installation or after two roundtables with the governor, uh, two key pieces of legislation that have been in the works for over five years, one on uh, license portability for military spouses. So if you have a nurse or you have a, uh, you know, have a spouse that's a nurse or a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer, um, you know, the, the license requirements when you move from state to state uh, can be very challenging. And for families that are here for only a couple of years, three years, um, it can take most of their tour just to get a license unless there are mechanisms in place to speed that up. Uh, there is a bill that is moving through the Senate right now that uh, we're expecting to get signed, which will make that much easier for spouses. Yeah, we're coming to the end of this segment, but what I want to do when we come back is continue the conversation about the work that you're doing across the state and bringing the installations together. But that's a really good one you just mentioned. I, I, I bet you know if that works out, that's going to be terrific. We'll come back on the other side. This is uh, Captain William Whitmire, who's the commanding officer at the uh, CB base here in, 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 um, in Gulfport, and we'll be back after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.